three, two, one, clap. Hello, people of the internet. My name is Isaiah. And my name is Matthew. Whoa, and welcome. Full biblically accurate name. (laughs) Two biblically accurate names. (laughs) True. And welcome back to episode 83 of the Mildly Ignorant Podcast this Woo! very religious episode today apparently yeah i was thinking about that last night i was like it's weird that i mean my parents say i was named after a ship but i'm pretty sure the ship was named after someone in the bible well and yeah like, it's, it's, matthew's it, a biblical name i mean yeah but you don't really think of it like that i don't know it's so common but i guess yeah, like most not... most names are bastardized and most of them are biblical in some sense right like mm. like josh Joshua is literally Jesus's translated name, like yeah. And like Matthew, sure. I, I don't know. I I don't I don't think I don't think there ain't Matthew I don't think there ain't, 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 ain't no lady names in the Bible. That's for sure, Chief. Women don't deserve names. <laughs> Duh. Unless why? The, that's, that's Unless it's like Mary. Every woman's name is Mary. Every every girl's middle <laughs> name is Mary. Yeah. That's like the go-to middle name right there. Or like. I don't know, Elizabeth, after, I guess, True. royalty. That's also a common middle name. Yeah. What's your middle name, Matt? Ronald. Hell yeah, brother. After What's the lore on that? No, my oh, grandfather's okay. name is Ronald. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. And then My middle name is Stuart, because my dad's best friend was named Stuart. Yeah. Um, I recently... What's that? I can't... What's up? Sorry. What's the middle name they give when you get baptized? Like everyone gets like a, isn't it Joseph or something like that? Is that a thing? Yeah, when you get baptized, you do your like first communion or something. You like, you don't. It's not like a legal. Well, you could put it legally as your middle name, but you're you're like, the church will recognize your name as Isaiah, Joseph, whatever Ew. last name. Isn't I, I I know Mary is for sure the middle name that you get when you get like baptized or your first communion or whatever. For women, but for men, I don't know. I forget what it is. Weird. Yeah, it's a real thing. I'm pretty sure it's a real thing. Anyway, I what just find saying? it. I oh, I just find it funny that you and I and our siblings are all biblical names. Is like, your brother again? My brother's name is Christopher. Oh yeah, true, Christopher. And your brother's name is Jonah. Like it's funny. You guys have the most biblical names, like Isaiah. And Jonah, <laughs> like fuck, are you fresh off the ark or something? <laughs> but then, yeah, I was thinking, and then I was like, Joshua, well, I, that's a given. That's like a. Did I ever tell you the story of what my mom would have named her third kid if she had one? Yes, and I think I remember saying, "Thank God that child wasn't born." <laughs> Josiah. Was yeah. Yeah. Yes. Ew. <laughs> Bad Combo. Name. That's terrible. Imagine having to grow up. With Jonah and Isaiah, and your name is what did you say? Josea. Josea. That's just like, <laughs> buddy, you're an afterthought. Like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> the third kid's always an afterthought, though. So at least she'd be honest about it. <laughs> yeah. And then if it was a girl, she would have named her Selena. Yeah. Which is not biblical. So, well, I mean, again, you can't. There's no biblical women names because uh, women didn't deserve names back then. <laughs> Abraham, or uh, definitely Abel, we're not prophets. Elijah, <laughs> Jacob, Noah, Aaron, Abigail, Abigail, Abigail. Okay. Hannah, I guess is biblical. Mary. Excuse said. me. Anna. Anna. Hannah. I don't believe Joanna. any of these names are biblical. <laughs> biblical. Oh, I guess Matthew comes from Matthias, and that's why it's yeah. it's biblical. I had a friend in Leia? Uh, elementary school. Mary Simone, but like spelt like salmon, like S A L O M E. What the fuck? Um, what this has got? Shell Shalam Shalamzion, S H E L A M Z I O N. What are you even reading right now? A most popular, most popular biblical names, but this was during. 330 BC to 280. There ain't no way. I'm on the list of biblical names on Wikipedia right now. Most during the period of 330 BC to 200 AD, the most common male names in 
the post or post kingdom of Israel were Simon. Ain't no way there's a boy called Simon in 330 BC. They like they like modernized the names, I guess, he's, put them on this list. He's the one who says. <laughs> Ain't no way that Matthew number nine. I know. I mean, Matthew has always been a popular name. Yeah, but like it probably wasn't written Matthew. No, it was Matthias. I just said. Yeah. As I'm saying, like the, the names on this list are definitely modernized. Well, I mean, Ain't like no way they're writing the- <laughs> every name is modernized. Like, like Liz goes by Liz, but her name is Elizabeth. Sorry, Liz. You. <laughs> Whoa! Dead naming you on the channel. <laughs> called her <by> slave name. <laughs> I mean, I called myself Matthew at the beginning. Like, I never use my full name. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know who Matthew is to be honest. I only he's, know him, Matt. He's just some straight guy who's out there. He's just a straight guy. <laughs> He's your straight alt- alter ego. Yeah, the one I send what, you Snapchats of all the time. What do they call the alts? Like, like on Tumblr, that was a huge trend for a while. What do you mean alts? Like, what, 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 what was the name for them? People had just like came up with an alternate like personality or whatever, and then made like their own like clip art figurine of them, and then like what gave themselves like personality about? traits. What? That was a trend on Tumblr for a while. I'm not even on Tumblr. I know that was a t- trend for a while. I have no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> Bro spends his life on Tumblr, doesn't yeah, even know what I'm talking about. I, s- I swear it was a thing. I have to find it again. It's crazy how, like, every name is biblical. Unless you're not white. Because, <laughs> I mean, like, I just mainly know well, no. white people. But, like... Even, like, True, Arab names are all very... yeah religious same with judaism nature yeah although my name means gift of god what does your name mean what does isaiah mean let's see what does Uh, isaiah mean anyway as i was saying i had a friend in elementary school who would always call me by my full name and then i recently i think i saw a tweet or something it was either a tweet or a tiktok about people who have like three first names and i was like oh yeah that's me and like when that happens, people tend to associate your full name. Like, my my friend would always call me Matthew Ronald Mitchell. It used to annoy the piss out of me. <laughs> now I think it's funny. It's like a niche little thing that I have, like, a a list of names. Can my name mean God of, Sal- God of Salvation? Oh, you are, like, the opposite of that. That's funny. <laughs> Prophet Isaiah. Get out of here. What does Jonah mean in the Bible? Let's look at my brother. Dove. Huh? True, because I send them basically like a dove to go <laughs> send a message to someone I forget who, and then he gets eaten by the whale. You, Ripperoni. Did you, did you Bible study? Uh, I read a uh the Bible manga when I was a kid. The Bible manga, bro, was a <laughs> Christian weeb. <laughs> no, it actually exists. I know, yeah, I know. Oh, I know. I've heard of it. I read this. <laughs> I, in public school yeah the funny thing is i know exactly what you're linking me right now yeah <laughs> that's the only reason why i know about that story that is so funny i never read the bible brother i only read the manga like yeah i saw the anime adaptation <laughs> i know what happens <laughs> the, the, the biblical adaptation isn't as good as the manga to be honest <laughs> yeah they made some really weird choices in the, in the manga i don't know <laughs> Mary I don't remember hair. why I read this though. I think, fuck, I'm trying to. Re- I think it's because it was like the only like comic books that were left in like my public school that I hadn't read, and I'm like, okay, I'll read them. That's funny. And I don't think the school realized that it was like religious texts. I mean, I guess it's manga, so I guess it's not really religious. They looked at it, and they were like, well, this is just the lowest hanging <laughs> fruit garbage. So, <laughs> speaking of lowest hanging fruit garbage, let's talk about our first actual topic. Hell yeah, um, brother. So this kind of sealed the nail in the coffin for me, and I will definitely not be playing Overwatch 2 at all. Oh, yeah. So, so Blizzard... Okay. Yeah, I'm, I I mean, like any sensible person, I was already on the fence with Blizzard because, like, you know, Blizzard the fucking... Activision, everything that's happened. But, like, yeah. every now and then I'll see a TikTok about Overwatch or I'll see, like a funny clip and i'm just like god sometimes i do miss it i miss the garbage i miss the trap like it had its funny moments um and like and then i said I, I had a friend who plays it all the time and he's like i miss you like you should get overwatch too and i was like i'll get it when the pve stuff comes out and well chief <laughs> that pve ain't coming out anytime soon <laughs> that ain't coming 
So yeah, Blizzard did like a press release, like a dev announcement or whatever the fuck they called it, a dev chat. Yeah. And basically said, uh, yeah, Chief, uh, the, the sole reason why we made Overwatch 2, the PvE mode, that shit ain't coming, guys. We're sorry. Uh, that shit ain't happening. That's too complicated for us. Um, we can get it to work. Fuck you guys. And we're out. That's basically. like extremely disappointing. And like the fact that that's basically why they made Overwatch 2, right? Like, yeah, the whole shift. And like the fact that they forced people, if you wanted to keep playing Overwatch, like you can't play Overwatch 1. They like, they took that out back, as you like to say. Yeah. It's, it's literally just Overwatch 1.1. Realistically, they didn't change anything. <laughs> I mean, they like, <coughs> they did change things. But the whole premise as to like what Overwatch 2 was supposed to be, they just decided to scrap and we're like, yeah, this can't happen. Yeah. So I think this so, is a perfect example of what happens of where live service gaming is going. Mm-hmm. Because like they've decided to scrap all their people. Well, okay, not completely scrap. Like there's still missions planned, but it's like kind of the stuff that they had in Overwatch 1 of like like i guess little challenge modes right like get from point a to point b with these set characters but they had like talent trees all of that is going to be scrapped and like missions and story and lore that's the thing is like overwatch personally like i'm a lore lore whore and i was like wow these characters are very interesting and then it came out that like they had a fucking uh, algorithm to create these characters but like they actually (laughs) first came out each character had like lore and there was a world and there was world building going on that we never ever got enough of. And like, I think um, Michael Chu who was worked on the first one and did a lot of the lore for like the original core overwatch. Like he left, I think like a couple years into it. And then I think it's kind of fallen apart ever since lore wise, like any kind of world building that was going to happen. They just said yeah. that. So they're still releasing some story missions, uh, basically like limited time, limited time events. Basically, they're like mini games. Apparently, they've been in the game before, yeah, like PvE like style been. games. Yeah, but yeah, nothing, nothing like what they promised. Not even close. These story missions yeah. are going to be like, like I said, limited time events. And they said in their press, not their press release, but whatever this dev chat, they would be frequent. They also said that there'd be frequent updates to Overwatch Two, and that hasn't happened either. So <laughs> they've been yeah. in a, basically a drought for the last ever since the game came out. With like maybe one update a month or two months, they've been lacking for content hard. But and they they said that like, um, the pandemic with people going remote work was a like they took a big hit. But like I I think that's a crock of shit. I'm sorry. I think this whole you think they get more work done when at, when they're at home because yeah. that way they can't throw fret parties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, exactly. I think it's like that's what they said. But what really is going on is like their company is fucking in shambles as usual. Yeah, especially with the merger, yeah, kind of being like roadblocked every step UK, of the way. Yeah, I think they're having a they're struggling. Uh, but yeah, it's just really uh, disappointing because like I was I, like I dead ass said I was like I when Overwatch Two PVE comes in I'm gonna download it and check it out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it's for the best because <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't have to join that piece of shit again. Exactly. I I think I'm like just completely done with Blizzard unfortunately but also no you're gonna get diablo 4 i know you will i have no desire right now to get it you're gonna get diablo 4 you're gonna play you're gonna fucking hate it within a week because it's gonna be a garbage game like did i ever tell you that like (laughs) i went out and bought like the collector's edition of diablo 3 that came with like the steel series headset and mouse and like the like i i could show you like it popped up in my memories funny like yesterday i think on facebook of like i had taken a picture of the like box set of not just diablo 3 but like the expansion that came out so like i spent probably like over 800 dollars on uh overwatch on diablo 3 stuff alone well please don't spend the kind of money on diablo 4 um, like, it's I'm, gonna be a mess and it's not and i have no interest in it which is like upsetting because i, I kind of grew up with diablo and, and i'm glad that people are finally se- seemingly waking up because i just looked up diablo 4 just to see what was happening like news wise yeah and all the articles right now are uh talking about the servers yeah and saying blizzard is confident that diablo 4's launch servers can handle the load 
I mean, so, peop- so seemingly people are hesitant about Diablo Four and how it's well, going to work at launch. They but said the same thing for Diablo Three, and they were doing yeah, exactly. Well, that's exactly what they were quoting here. They said that the upcoming launch of Diablo Four will not be subject to the infamous server issues that plagued the launch of Diablo Three over a decade ago. See, or Blizzard Overwatch Two t- launch that was also talks a mess. A lot of shit. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, people were like waiting in for hours. <laughs> yeah, and then and they would reset. like disconnect. Yeah, and then yeah. get like put back in queue at like the the end of the line. Yeah, I get it. it's a new game and everyone's trying to get in, but like, Christ, like make your game work, please. Yeah, don't promise that it's going to. Yeah, if you can't promise it, like exactly. if you know it's not going to work. And I mean that's the same thing. Like it's just everything Blizzard Activision and has done is they've promised all this shit, and then now they're coming back and like going back on their word. And again, back to this whole live service bullshit people are complaining too about Diablo 4 it's like uh well even like in even like in Diablo 3 you, the solo players have to log in to the server to still play even though they're playing yeah. single player so yeah. everyone's gonna get fucked if the servers don't work regardless exactly. if you want to play online or not which is annoying gone are the days of playing games offline entirely you have yeah. to be connected to some kind of goddamn server so they can whip, rip the game right up from underneath you even though you paid money for it yeah you don't own the game they do <laughs> But yeah, it's ridiculous. State of gaming, baby. <laughs> Going downhill. <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently, they're doing a collab with One Punch Man as well. That already came out. Yeah. Another that's one. Just, like, that's just another oh, collab. Really? Following. Yeah. I mean, if they were smart, the only thing that would save them are these collabs. Make it like Fortnite. <laughs> no, honestly, because yeah, at but this point they're they're doomed. Like, what what is the future of Overwatch at this point? The same shit. People are gonna get tired. New stuff's gonna come out. Yeah. So basically, they promised. Yeah, season four. They already announced what's coming out in season five. What's yeah. coming out in season six? The story missions, and then season seven, they promised uh, reworks to Sombra and Roadhog. Not my another, baby. Another collab with One Punch Man. A new uh, tank hero. A control map. A winter event. A lore database, and the return of competitive mystery heroes. A lore database for what lore? The like- Pokédex. The Pokédex for the characters. <laughs> for like what? All twelve characters? <laughs> yeah, it's not like Paladins. It has like fucking forty. <laughs> I've seen so many people saying like, "I want to go back to Paladins." Like, at least they have stuff, and I'm like, yeah, "At least Paladins keeps their game up to date." <laughs> I mean, even though it has like a quarter of player base, releasing new heroes, which I think is like Paladins is a game. <laughs> It's definitely a game, brother. <laughs> it's the most game of all time. I <laughs> it's the video game of all time. <laughs> Damn right. No, I think at, like at least what they have for it is like rid- a ridiculous amount of characters. Is the game balanced? No, not in the slightest. But when you have like what was it like seventy six characters to choose from? How many? There's not seventy six. There's like thirty something. How many paladins characters are there? Fifty eight holy fuck what yeah see like it's insane jesus yeah but yeah exactly that's That's why it's hard to yeah to balance something like that which is fine because like i don't i mean i would never play it professionally because i think you're just asking like (laughs) to be hurt if you play a game with that many characters and expect balance like there's so many new characters since last time we played wow look at that there's a little guy with a hat he looks cute Little guy with a hat. Uh, Kasumi. Kasumi, and I saw another one. Uh, Caspian. Which role? Uh, she's a like the, the flank. Oh, ew! She looks edgy. <laughs> she looks edgy. Oh, wait, that's yeah. two characters since we stopped playing. Because we stopped playing after Lilith. Nix. She's also new. Where, Tank. What, what role? How did uh, I miss this? Frontline. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's the one that's basically the Overwatch character. I think like she has the same kit as Ramatra, the Overwatch character. Oh, okay, something yeah. extremely similar, which is just funny because like Paladins came first. Everybody's like, "Oh, Paladins is an Overwatch clone," but it's like, no, technically Paladins came first. They're just <laughs> shittier. But I mean, yeah, whatever. Apparently in the Paladin's lore, Kasumi is over 2 billion years old. Same, though. <laughs> what, wait, what's the role? Are they support? Are oh, they damage? 
Ooh, I'm kind of interested. I want to check them out. <laughs> oh my god, dude! No, we're not going back in that. <laughs> no, I'm I'm busy. I got a game that we're gonna talk about later. But um, yeah. But first, let's talk about another game that we played, huh? Yeah, we got talk scammed. Finally, <laughs> we did not get scammed. Uh, it's a Kickstarter. It was a Kickstarter. Oh shit! The Arkham uh, Asylum files. Isaiah's falling. technical he's problems falling. here. He's sorry. <coughs> Hello. <laughs> so for those Jesus. not to know, I think we no, might have talked about it. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good now. I'm back. You hear me? Uh, yeah. Do you hear me? I'm trying to talk. <laughs> <laughs> my cat fucking ripped my headphones out of the out of the jack. Uh, Don't get your heads out of your ass either. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's good. We're keeping that in live on the tape. But yeah, uh, it was a Kickstarter that I bought. And Matt bought. We all bought. Pitched, but I found, I, I guess. It. Yeah, I found and then I pitched to Matt. Uh, I knew Matt would love this because it was Batman themed. Yeah. Uh, but basically it was like this. It's called the Arkham Asylum Files. Uh, I basically, said that, but you were falling. What? I said that. I introduced it. Oh. While you were freaking out. So it's like a board game, an escape room, a puzzle box. There's like augmented reality. Yeah, it's a mystery adventure, a mobile augmented reality game. And it's like this big kit and you have to assemble this every assemble everything yourself. But well, it's fine. Just the map. Yeah, just the map. Just the map and four buildings, man. It didn't take us that long. I mean, once you pulled out the instructions. <laughs> yeah. We try to build those buildings without uh, without the instructions. So yeah, they give you like a city plan and you got to like put it together and then you can like scan the map and scan the different parts of the buildings and there's like these little games that you play. Puzzles. Yeah. It's a really cool interactive experience. It's like hosted by the Joker, but it's like Harley Quinn's story of um, trying to, uh, what's it called when you like put someone in a like, in an institution and try to like fix them institutionalize them no there's a word for it um i don't fucking know when someone's reformed i guess try to yeah yeah reform so harley quinn is trying to reform anarchy who's like a well-known batman villain and there's like a couple other cameos from other batman villains it's fun yeah and like really random ones yeah like uh do we want to do spoil? I can do spoilers. I was gonna fuck yeah, sure. We this. can talk about the villains. Yeah, like Jane Doe's in this. Uh, Great White Sharks in this. Uh, and then there's like background cameos like Penguin and uh, yeah. Two Face, uh, Poison Ivy. Uh, well, Joker he's the, he's the narrator, but you see him a few times. Uh, was Catwoman in this? No, I don't see her. No, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. So definitely some weird villain choices but well i think went, it's they cool went. because <clears throat> i remember i think it's supposed to is it it's its own lore right like its own kind of branch of batman like it's not based on anything else i don't think so no yeah i think it's just they're completely their own story but it's very like arkham asylum and arkham city like they use similar character designs as because like in Arkham Asylum, there was uh, a character file for Great White Shark, and he takes the appearance like where he's like ghastly mutated, and they use um, well, they use Harley's looks from the comics, the Joker's looks from uh, I think the animated series is the closest that he looked to that type of thing. Um, yeah, yeah, and Anarchy from again the Asylum like uh, Arkham City games is the closest like representation but it takes place in its own little lore and it's cool it's like you you solve these puzzles and you like uh, advance the story through the puzzles basically yeah and like it's cool though because like it was it's a huge box like matt said it's, it's, we 10 played pounds for, like, of content we played for what eight, eight hours before we beat it yeah um it says in the box rather six hours which is a bit stupid we didn't find the instructions till 30 minutes <laughs> in yeah. on how to assemble the building so we were just doing it but uh yeah it, w- it was definitely not long but long in a good really way fun. i guess yeah yeah it was it went it didn't feel short it didn't like feels like you got your money worth i guess is what i'm trying exactly. to say yes it wasn't like a quick one and done thing it was definitely a project 
Yeah. And the puzzles were really cool. They weren't like too hard or too easy, I found. They were like a nice yeah. mix. And they weren't so, repetitive either. Everything was like very different. Exactly. So yeah. you never got and bored, I guess. They did different were, things too. Like there were different, like, like you scan at, at one part, like um, part of the story is that like the Gotham City Zoo was broken open and all these animals escape. And you have to like scan the city and like match where these animals would be. And it like, it, it's just a cool little thing of like, you scan a card and it tells you like the animals. That's Matt's favorite part, just because the cards. And then you, oh yeah, they're all designed after the Joker, and they're beautiful. But like, you Matt scan was this loving card it. And it tells you like you have to find this animal. So then you like you scan the city and you have to like pick a spot where you think that animal would be in the city. And then it's kind of like, like it's kind of like match two, I guess, in a way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like one hundred percent. Yeah, you don't know where they are. You have to like kind of do trial and error and figure out where they are. And then and another I one how- was like, oh, go ahead. I'll just say I like how it's a mix too of not just relying on the AR with for the puzzles. Like some were AR, like the one where we get to like the one that we couldn't get was the the word a bank like vault. In, well, the bank vault, yeah, that was pure. That was purely AR as well. That was because yeah. maybe a bit of the app and maybe a bit of our lighting situation. But yeah, where you have to like use these gears to like fix a bank vault and open the door and get in. But you have to like use your you have, to have like a huge open area around you and like someone has to like hold these like gears that come in the box. <laughs> And like hold them at a certain distance away from the camera, and like it would set them onto the like the imaginary wall in the game, but it didn't really work, so we kind of just skipped it. <laughs> and that's the thing too: each puzzle, like if you can't get it to work or if you can't solve it, you can choose to skip it, which I think is, of course, like necessary for any kind of puzzle-based game thing like yeah. that. But it was nice that they implemented that. And again, like I was trying to say, there's not all of them relied on AR. Like some of them were straight up just hand puzzles, like the one where we had to like the classic like connect the pipes or. Yeah. Uh, the one where you have to like put the prison cells in order, like where the colors touch and stuff like that. Defusing the bomb, where you have to like, you're giving an image and you have to like. Yeah, that's a really uh, cool concept. But yeah, yeah. There's like four wires, and you like, there's a code, and then there's like uh, different lights on the bomb, and you have to like find the model of the bomb, and then it gives you instructions on like how to cut the wires in the right order, and it's just cool. It was very much yeah. like that game that you love keep talking and nobody explodes <laughs> baby yeah i'm gonna play that again of course i'm you kidding and then some again. of the like the augmented reality stuff is actually really cool like um the newspaper there's like multiple times that you have to refer to this newspaper and then like you scan it in a certain way and it like uh, the ar pops up from the news it's just cool I've, i haven't seen like ar uh, implemented in that way before and then like some of them are um ink blot cards like you'd see in an insane asylum and like each time you scan one of those it's like a cutscene. so like yeah so you know a cutscene was coming up every time you saw one of those it was like yeah. the the way that advanced the story pretty much yeah or get flashbacks i guess however you want to see it yeah. but yeah That's i found cool. that the ar worked the best i think with the newspaper i think that was like the coolest yeah coolest use of the augmented reality uh the board itself was really cool as well just that sometimes it would like glitch out out. (laughs) yeah Yeah. sometimes it would end up like above us or below us i don't know why that happened but anyways i remember like the only other time that i had actually ever played with like ar stuff like that was with the 3ds and that was like years ago and i always remember like that worked like super super smooth but i mean that was nintendo so like of course it would Mm. (laughs) and there's a few like games that do ar like minecraft earth earth and stuff like that but never even heard of that sounds cool minecraft ar like the possibilities uh one of the implementations is like there's a gcnn building like the news network and you actually have to like scan the billboard and it like plays like a news a newscast like a breaking newscast yeah which is always cool i like that a lot yeah Yeah. there was very innovative ways to like keep the story going i found it was really good Oh, and each, like, kind of segment comes in, like, a file. So, like, when you have to build the city, you actually get, like, a building construction, like, little folder. I don't know. Just the way that everything is packaged is so, like... The aesthetic of everything in- is spot entangled. on. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then, like, each uh, 
like for the story segments there's like arkham asylum like patient files so it's all like done up to look like you're you, you know you're going through anarchy's psych profile and evaluations and stuff like that and there's like scratched notes and stuff that you have to like line up to get the right like secret message and it's it's just like really cool and really like really well thought out puzzles and ways to solve them i think my what what would be your favorite puzzle i think my favorite puzzle was probably the 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 one with the like the the locks on the map there where you you have to line everything up yeah where you have to like use the the cookie box to Oh god! Get yeah. the code. That one or the the bomb diffuser one, like I said, those were yeah, the, both the pretty bomb cool. One was really cool. I think that was like the best mix of not relying too much on AR while simultaneously needing it. Yeah, because when you rely on it too much, and you end up with issues like the gear one, yeah, which is a cool concept. That I'm I'm like kind of disappointed it didn't work. Yeah. But again, that may not be on them. Maybe more on our situation of where we were doing it yeah. in the basement with no fucking lights on, but. <laughs> My dark, dingy dungeon basement, yeah. Yeah. Matt was locking no. me in there. I wasn't allowed out. <laughs> Please, you volunteered. <laughs> I brought it to you. But yeah, no, it was really fun, and I would definitely do it again. Good for, like, because they say, what, like five to six people? Yeah, five to six people. I feel Which like is... three or four would be more. Apt. Yeah. Definitely. Like, five to six, I think there's too many people, too many hands for the yeah. puzzles. And I mean that may be why also why it took us eight hours maybe because we were two I don't know two but yeah yeah there's two other boxes in the series uh they're not out yet though but yeah but I mean we're gonna get them we're gonna have to do them because oh my god fun. fucking two hundred dollars man so what you don't think it'd be worth it do I look like I have two hundred dollars yeah <laughs> I don't have two hundred dollars for Batman. For Batman. For Batman. Yeah, it was a Kickstarter project called Batman the Arkham Asylum Files. So if you want to check it out, we totally recommend. Totally Everybody recommend it, out. yeah. Go check it out. It's The Kickstarter's over now, but they're going to go retail with the first box sometime soon, the next few months. Nice. So you can definitely get it there. It's only available on Apple right now, but it'll be available on uh, Android at some point whenever they fix that. Yeah. Thing. that's just like app uh, issue yeah app problems but yeah it's really cool so check it out if you want uh what would you give what rating would you give it matt probably uh, like 10. eight out of ten yeah eight out of ten is pretty good that's, that's where i would put it it was really cool i mean the only things that really brought it down was like the technical difficulties i think yeah but that like, again who knows who's blame who we can blame for that yeah yeah it's hard to tell the one puzzle our- that was like fully reliant on AR didn't quite work. Yeah. Well, that was one game we played. What about that other game you played, man? <laughs> you want to talk about that one now? Okay, I just want to say, like, for the record, I have been eat, sleep, breathe, shitting, coming, Tears <laughs> of the Kingdom. Yeah. I literally cannot stop thinking about it. I am so enthralled by this game. It is ridiculous. So we talked about it last week that because it wasn't out yet, but everybody was giving, like all the reviewers were giving it like perfect scores. And I think they are right. <laughs> like, I'm going to go out and say, I agree. It deserves a perfect 10 out of 10. It is the perfect sequel to a game I've ever played. And considering it was not just like, a sequel to any game I've ever played. It was a sequel to like one of my favorite games of all time. And they definitely did it justice. It's like, I would go to bed thinking about the things like, Oh, imagine if you could do this in Zelda. Like if, like if the world could expand in this way, or like if, if this happened, they implemented it for the most part, this is a little bit of a spoiler, but like, I always thought like, wow, they never utilized these like mythical dragons. They were just kind of there. There was no lore behind them, but like you could get their parts and like they would like power up your, um, you can make potions that like, you know, give you speed or like give you more stamina or give you more health. But like 
so they implemented like armor for these dragons so that like you get boosts like there's a fire dragon when you're wearing the fire dragon set when you're in heat like when you're in heat when you're in like a hot area you you're like charged attacks do like an explosion of fire it's just so it's like everything that a zelda fan wants in a zelda game they implemented there's references and like little nods to the rest of the games in the series like um so there's now the event that happened is called the upheaval and it changed the map and so areas that you would expect to see again from breath of the wild are slightly different. Like, so in the Gerudo region, there's like the area was flooded. So now instead of going the usual route, it's like all water. You have to like take this newly created route. And like the volcano has um, like, it's not going to erupt. So it's like the, like the hot areas in breath of the wild are now cooled down. So you don't need the flame armor to visit them. You can visit them a lot sooner, but like, so part of the the main event of the game is like the upheaval. There are now caves everywhere, which like inside every cave, there's so much to explore. So it's like you have the surface level of the world. You have these sky islands, which was like the tutorial and kind of a reference to Skyward Sword in a sense, like a spiritual reference um, that you can like use your like towers. Like, you know how open world games have like towers for to help explore the map like you scan them and you scan the area so you can like launch yourself into the sky with these towers and like visit these sky islands but also like there's every town has like a well which counts as a cave that you could go in and explore and there's like things to see in these caves and just like all over the world everywhere you go like every mountain has like multiple cave systems it's crazy and like there's hidden treasure and like every item that you could get in Breath of the Wild, you can now get in Tears of the Kingdom. Like all the amiibo items and everything, like they brought it all back. They made everything in game. So you don't need amiibos for anything. You can find everything in the game, which I think is really cool. Um, there's like, so one island or one town is based on like an, uh, an island in Wind Waker and that area of the map. So the kind of new event that happens there is like it's under attack by pirate ships. So, like, the whole theme of Wind Waker was that it, like, took place on the open ocean and, like, the enemies were pirates. So, it's, like, a nod to Wind Waker in that sense where the, you have to free this town from these pirates. And it's just, like, things that you would, n like, not expect from Breath of the Wild are there in Tears of the Kingdom. Like, they went back to, like, weird NPCs and weird side quests of, like, characters that look kind of fucked up and are weird and just, like that you would see in the old Zelda games and be like, haha, like that's such a like weird character. And you look at these characters and breath of the wild kind of toned it down and they made it like kind of a generic fantasy type of thing. But tears of the kingdom went full blown, like wacky shit again. Like it's just, it's such a love letter to Zelda and the things you can do in this game. Have I like sold you on the sales pitch yet? Like I can just keep talking. Um, the devices people are making so there's like zonai devices which is like a race but they're basically like uh like there's flying machines that's like in the shape of a bird or there's like tires and you can like make a hot air balloon but you can like arrange these things you can even just use like trees so if you wanted to you could put like wheels on a tree trunk or like a tree what's it called when you chop a tree down there's like a big tree fallen tree you can put wheels on it and turn it into a car or like you've seen people you've probably seen that statue that somebody made of like a dick and balls made out of like a flamethrower and bombs and like, <laughs> <laughs> like it just blows up people are making like assault vehicles and they're making fun of those mobile games where it's like level one like stick car and then it's like level 99 like wrecking tank or whatever it's just like the sheer amount of creativity out of these zonai devices like there's flamethrowers there's cannons there's fans that like lift you there's rockets that send you flying like there's just you can literally just spend hours fucking around and it's so much fun but they didn't compromise the story either like each town now has like an event that you have to save it from basically and then there's just stuff going on in the overworld like at all times like zelda like i could literally like you could just live there like i, I want to live there and then <laughs> they added the depths. So people are like, yeah, you know, 
these sky islands is like is that really it like in these caves like it just seems like you know breath of the wild dlc there's something that they haven't even talked about in promotional stuff and that's like a completely separate world map underneath the regular world map and it's basically like i know other games have implemented it but it really reminds me of like don't starve together they implemented caves where it's like a completely separate map and like you know the enemies are harder but the loot is better but like it's pitch black so you have to use these flowers that like only bloom in caves that create light when you hit them so like you use these blooms to light the area and then everywhere there's a shrine in the main world there's like a light route which kind of lights up an area in the depths and the enemies are like they have the status called gloom where they hit you they like temporarily decrease your maximum hearts so like starting at the end like the beginning of the game you only have three hearts right three or four hearts yeah. and then if you go down into the depths and you're fighting these enemies like if uh, a regular mob hits you it takes away a heart so now you're like you have two hearts <laughs> like in the depths like it's terrifying it's like definitely meant to be like mid to late game but like there's a whole storyline going on down there and then like that's where they filled it with like end game content like the bosses you fight from the story mode re-show up in the depths so you can like fight them again and again and get like their parts and their like loot their gear and it's like it's terrifying at first and it's like it just for the people who already kind of know the world of breath of the wild it feels like oh you thought this was it like no here's a whole second world for you to completely explore and like find these secrets to and it's even harder than the first time so like for people who are just picking up tears of the kingdom and they didn't really play breath of the wild they're going to be enthralled by like the sky islands because that's a good drawing and like you know the whole world of hyrule is a huge open world map but then for the longtime lovers of you know people who put hundreds of hours in breath of the wild they implemented these depths so like you think you know everything about the surface and then they give you a whole nother map. It's just insane. Yeah. <laughs> I, I say it doesn't have really anything to say, but I, mean, well, I, I didn't play, I didn't play the game. Uh, well, did you play breath of the wild at all? Yeah, I did. Uh, I played like about, I would say I got through half of it, maybe three quarters. Mm-hmm. Cause I was taking my sweet time. I was doing like all the side missions and I managed to do the finish the two first, the two of the like four, two, whatever they're called. Dungeons? Like, not dungeons, but, yeah. Divine the, the, beasts. The beasts, yeah. And yeah. Then I just kind of give up. I don't know. So that is kind of, like, the one fault that I have with this game is, like, in Breath of the Wild, the whole thing was um, Ganon resurrects the ancient Sheikah tech and kind of takes it over. So the Guardians. Everybody knows the Guardians and the music that plays when that fucking laser homes in on you and you get your shit wrecked. But, like they completely removed any reference to the ancient Sheikah tech. So these four giant divine beasts that like were wrecking havoc on the overworld in breath of the wild, they're just gone with no explanation. And like even areas where you would find like decayed guardians or like challenging areas, they're just not there anymore. And it's just, it feels really weird. So I understand why they did it because the emphasis now is on like the Zonai, which is like an even more ancient civilization based on Mm. like technology and stuff. So it would be like a little weird to have two kind of races of ancient technology, but it's also just for people who played breath of the wild. It's like, okay, but this is like a big thing in the world that, you know, you'd see stories of like the citizens having to get used to like not going these certain areas because the, ancient devices would like just straight up kill you but now they're just not there anymore and it's just like they don't explain it at all so far i mean i've put i've been playing this game for almost like a week straight almost non-stop and like i have yet to see a reference to them mm. but it makes sense like i said for people who are new to the game like they really wanted to make it kind of beginner friendly for people who are like yeah didn't play breath of the wild and i think they they kind of fixed the main issue which I didn't enjoy with the game, yeah. which was the durability. I'm yes. of the mindset that a durability system never works in a video game. I don't understand the point. It's just a crutch to yeah, throw an obstacle in your way. To like I never keep playing more. Yeah, I never understood like the durability system in any kind of video game. It's just it doesn't it doesn't add anything to the game. It's basically just like an additional necessary gameplay loop that I find completely unfun. 
Yeah. So I'm glad that they like, kind of fixed that with uh, Tears of the Kingdom. So they, but, yeah, they took, and we talked about this last week, but they took every criticism that the first game had and found a way to rework it and make it more fun. So mm-hmm. part of the main story is that like all of the weapons in the overworld get decayed. But in order to make up for this, they give you fuse. So every time you kill a monster, it drops a couple parts. Either it's like its guts or it's like horns or it's claws or something. And for the horns and the claws, you can fuse this to your weapon. And like that's how you kind of circumvent your weapons all being decayed. It was like you now fuse a vocabulary, like you fuse a wooden, even like a tree branch. You can take a tree, a tree branch branch. Why can't I speak? And fuse a bokoblin horn, and now you have, you know, a tree branch does five damage. You put a horn on it, you now do like six, seven damage. But like you can do this with like the stronger enemies. Like you come is it true you can like literally fuse whatever to whatever? Like yeah, weapons. Uh, so you can actually end up with like a big stick, big stick. Yeah, yeah. It's some, <laughs> there's a certain type of enemy that like uses spears, but they always have like a spear fused onto a spear so they have like insane range when they like swing at you and they they're the the enemy that like is in caves and they hang off the ceiling and they just like swing this super long stick at you but like yeah so some enemies will come at you with like a claymore that has like a giant spike ball attached to it and then you as link can like you do that or if you like go to one of these bokoblin camps where they try to trap you with this spike ball you can fuse it to your sword if you want so then you have a spike ball sword and it's just like Mm -hmm. cool little things like that i will say it's very heavily reliant on fusing weapons but like specifically like making fusing weapons with rocks so you can break other rocks like if you want to go into these caves sometimes you have to like break a wall of like zelda typical like bombable walls yeah you get bomb flowers but like the game wants you to fuse like a rusted claymore with a, a boulder so you could make like a crude hammer and smack these walls so it is kind of annoying that you start off with like i think being able to only carry four or five weapons and once you make it to the surface in order to explore these caves you're constantly breaking rusty weapons that you've turned into hammers so like even now that i am able to carry 15 weapons like two or three of them at all times always have to be a hammer and i just find it annoying yeah but they also like to kind of circumvent that they made it so when you explore these caves you find a lot more rare minerals so you find like rubies topazes and sapphires that you sell for for money so like it's uh, the criticisms of breath of the wild were, were reworked and like the abilities are kind of enhanced abilities. So in Breath of the Wild, you had Magnesis, where you could like um, control any metal item. Well, in this game, you have Ultra Hand, where you can basically grab any non-environmental object. So you like you can't grab a tree or like a giant like cliffside, but you can grab boulders or you can grab like weapons off the ground and move them around with your Ultra Hand, and then to make up for that you can fuse them to items so it's just like they took every problem that people had with the game and they thought about it and they really like they thought well what can we do to make this a fun experience so do you think it's the best Zelda ever made um I haven't finished the story and I mean for like Zelda is very story based but the well, story so. is is really cool so far but just gameplay wise it's one of the funnest games i've ever played Ooh, bro's going in in it's like i and apparently this this game is doing numbers for nintendo right now it's fucking blowing up yeah it sold 10 million units in its first week or something which is even better than breath of the wild apparently yeah i mean zelda's never been like a giant no, it's always been pretty mid for Nintendo. Yeah. But yeah, now it's blowing out of the water, so. But uh, I think, remember last week or the week before I was talking about, like, you play certain games for certain reasons? Yeah. This game kind of has it all. Like, I'm kind of, like, what's the term I'm looking for? Like, eating my own foot. Because, like, I mean, it's not 
it doesn't have everything, but it has a lot, like a lot you can do. Like if you want to just like fuck around and explore the caves, you can do that. If you want to fight, seek out enemies and bosses, you can do that. If you want to just like rush the story, you can do that. Like, I don't know. And if you want to just make these devices, if you want to make like a giant excavator tank that fires lasers at enemies, you can do that. Like it's ridiculous. The sheer amount of things you can do and how polished they all are. And when I say, like, you typically play a game for, like, we, we played Dead Island recently, and, like, you know it's going to be a gory, the whole point of the game is to dismember zombies in fun ways. But, like, in Zelda, it's like, you could create these crazy intricate devices, and you can play through this story, or you can be, like, a treasure hunter and look for these hidden, you know, like, pieces of classic Zelda gear. Like, I found the whole Ocarina of Time set through in the depths. So it's like cool little references like that and you can upgrade your armor and like you can hunt monsters for their weapon parts to like create stronger weapons. Like it's just, it's nuts. It's nuts. This game. I I literally cannot stop thinking about it. Like when I, when I go to bed, I'm thinking like, okay, well what can I do when I play Zelda in the morning? Like what can I do next in the game that I haven't done yet? Like what's, what's my plan? Like what armor set do I want to try to find? Or like what? Here's my schedule for tomorrow and Zelda. Exactly. It's embarrassing. (laughs) Like it's like, I literally cannot stop thinking about it. And like the only reason why I'm like probably going to stop playing it this weekend is because there's an event in Splatoon. (laughs) Like, Oh my God. But it's just, Splatoon. It's taking precedence over Zelda. Okay, so Fake the fan. reason why there's Fake fan. in what? Fake, Fake fan. Fake fan. No, in in Splatoon, there's a horde mode called Salmon Run. It's like PVE. You're four people, and you like take on these bosses, and you have to every time you kill a boss, you get three eggs, and you put the eggs in the basket, and the goal is to get as many eggs as you can and survive uh, three waves. And then if you're lucky, there's like a fourth boss wave. But so the event this weekend is. A, like a Grizzco rotation. So all the weapons you receive are these like broken, like completely like in, in the regular Splatoon game, you have like an ink bow that shoots three shots in this, like the Grizzco bow is a version of the bow that shoots seven shots. And like when it's fully charged, it does 999 damage. But the problem is it uses a lot of ink or like they, uh, they added Splatanas, which are like swords in the game. And, like, normally you, like, swing the sword and it leaves, like, a trail of ink and you can, you know, kill your enemies. Or you can do a charged attack to literally just, like, slice your enemy and one-shot them. But with this sword, the Grisco version, it doesn't have, like, an, an ink trail. So you basically have to use it like a club. Like, you have to bash enemies with it. But the charged attack will kill anything. It, it, it again, does 999 damage. Now, the problem is, like you don't have ink coverage so you can't maneuver as much as you can with like the other weapons so for this weekend there's a special rotation where all the weapons because typically in salmon run you get a set rotation or a random rotation with one of these special weapons but for this weekend it's a random rotation of all of these special weapons so it's something that doesn't happen very often and it's very fun it's just like playing a busted character it's like almost playing god mode and that's why you want to play it yeah but it's it's like event weapons that you don't get all the time is what is kind of the drawing but also it's just like i'm obsessed with the horde mode in uh splatoon so it's the reason why i want to sounds like a a fake fan right there oh my god shut up (laughs) (laughs) yeah well it looks like matt matt's weekend's all packed ready to go He's, he's ready to deep dive into this and Go crazy. Oh, one more thing I want to say about Zelda. So a big problem people had in Breath of the Wild was like there were only a few enemies. Like I could probably name them on one hand, the amount of enemies. Yeah. Like, But in Tears of the Kingdom, they brought back a lot of classic enemies. They brought back classic bosses. Like they brought back Gibdos. They introduced new versions of Bokoblins that like there's a boss Bokoblin. So like he always has an army of other Bokoblins and like he'll like command them. So like if you go to attack him, he'll like put them in a defense formation. So they all have shields and like they're blocking him. So it's just like they even thought of combat. Like how can we change, you know, um, how can we add more enemies or 
add more tech to the game like make things more technical and it's just so cool and as a classic zelda fan there's like gliok so those are those three-headed dragons that i keep sending you on snapchat they're just like like i said three-headed dragons they come in fire ice or lightning and they just like blast you with three heads of like like a giant laser ball like laser beam and I have yet to t- to kill one, but like maybe I'm gonna do that this weekend if I'm not playing Splatoon. Was try to take on Gliok, and it's just like things like that. Like I'm constantly thinking, like, oh, what can I do next in Zelda? Bro, I hasn't even started the story yet. No, I've done two of the dungeons. Oh, he's halfway through the story, and he has 50 hours <laughs> <laughs> clocked. Yeah, I think it's like 20 20 hours to beat the main story. I heard. I heard it's a long 60. game. Oh, 60? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I heard, I, I heard the, I just the main story was long and then all the side the missions is, on top of that. Yeah, it's so hard to just do one thing. Like, my friend Mason, who, you know, he was on the pod. Hi, Mason. But, like, we keep, you know, talking back and forth of, like, hey, what, like, have you seen this yet? Have you done this yet? And it's just like, no, I was in the middle of, like, doing a dungeon and then I got distracted and, like, <laughs> went off to do these shrines or this side quest or, like... Okay, yeah. So to get credits to roll... It's, yeah, about 50 hours. Yeah. And then it's another 20 hours to get all the side content done. And then if you want to do, like, a 100% run, then it's 180 hours. And that's probably not even including, like, the, the Korok seeds. I don't know. But, yeah, there's so much to do. And if you like, like, open-world explore sandbox games, like, it's the funnest I've had in years. I'm literally obsessed. I can't stop thinking about it. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to I, I wanted to correct you for something you said at the very very start. I was gonna keep it for the end because I know it's gonna piss you off, but you said it was the best sequel to a game ever made. But let me remind you that Star Wars Battlefront Two exists, and that game is fucking ten out of ten, baby. Never played it. <laughs> yeah, I know you didn't. You're missing <laughs> out, man. Battlefront Two, baby. Not the fucking new one. Clarifying, one on the PS Two, not the Battlefront Two on the fucking. <laughs> New consoles with EA and fucking microtransactions. Classic. It's so How funny about- that like we talked about Overwatch and it's like Overwatch compared to Zelda and it's like which one's live service and which one is just a fully finished, fully fledged game and which one's, you know, doing better, which one is <laughs> raving for. Again, it's the same thing. What was that other single player game that we talked about that was just like super fantastic? Elden Ring. Elden Ring? Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, the gaming industry, like, there's few companies that know what people want. And then there's companies that, like, think they know what people want. Like, people people are making live service games to milk people for money. But, like, if you make a game as fully functional as Zelda, like, you're going to sell 10 million units in its first week. Well... No. <laughs> Zelda had the hype of the first game behind it. Yes and no. I mean it's been six years since Yeah, it still had the hype of the first game. If it was a, if it was not if it didn't have the Zelda name on it and you released a game like that, it would not sell ten million copies. Just because it's a functional game, I don't think so. I think it's the name and the hype because of the first game and all that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. If it's a fu- fucking functional game, then yeah, it's gonna work. And that's, that's the least we can ask for in, <laughs> nowadays. There's like, is there anything, any, is there even anything else coming out this year that like you're hyped for? Like I was looking at that quickly and there's like nothing. I don't think so. Like there's the only thing I kind of want to play is Golden Bones, but I know it's going to fucking suck because it's Ubisoft that's making it, but I don't know. Ubisoft, I mean, uh, Jedi Survivor, I'm going to wait till they fucking fix it before I play it. Mortal Kombat's coming out. Oh, yeah, true. Mortal Kombat 1. Mortal Kombat 1. Baby. That trailer was pretty cool. Uh, Upcoming what? video games. Let's look that up and see. Maybe I'm I mean, missing Spider-Man something. Spider-Man 2, but it's oh, not Oh, Spider-Man 2. Out. True, 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 true. But it's not out. Oh, no. Yeah, it's not going to be out for us. Yeah. We're going to have to wait another year or eight months. Yeah. That's going to hurt me. That's going to hurt me a lot. <laughs> Matt's going to buy a PlayStation just to play it. <laughs> uh... What the fuck is that? After if, us? If Tears of the Kingdom doesn't win Game of the Year 2023, I will be very surprised. 
You excited for Final Fantasy 16? No. <laughs> I know you don't. I know you don't care. <laughs> it's coming out June 22nd. Like, uh, what are some other Resident Evil 4? People like love Final Fantasy 16, Starfield. I don't know what Starfield is. Marvel Spider-Man 2 are like the biggest contenders for Game of the Year. Yeah. I hope I hope they don't do the full. I hope they do eight months before they release on PC. They should, because it's such a huge game. I'm sure they will. I think God of War Ragnarok is going to be a good indication of how long they're going to wait. Mm-hmm. I don't think God of War Ragnarok's on PC yet, but it hasn't been eight months since it released. Yeah. yeah. So, if God of War Ragnarok's on Steam by like August, I guess, then we know for sure that Spider-Man's going to be out in eight months. Because I think when they changed their exclusivity time, they said it was between eight months to a year, depending on the game. I'm not sure if what their strategy is going to be. I'm I'm assuming if it's a bigger game, they're going to release it sooner on PC. It just makes more sense because that way they can still ride the like hype, I guess, a little bit for it and get more buys on PC. Yeah, I mean, what was the reason Spider-Man didn't come out until like a year after? I don't remember. It didn't was come it out until a year after. It came out until six years after. Really? Because it was an exclusive. PlayStation yeah. had an exclusivity on all these games, and then they tra- yeah. they finally changed their contracts to allow PC to have the game, but only eight to one month after. One, eight to one years. Eight months to a year after. Yeah. Before it used to be seven years or whatever it was, the exclusivity period on games. Yeah. But yeah, they changed that now. So yeah, we'll see if it's eight months or a year. It makes more sense for them money-wise, financially. Because I think eight months. it was a, a big hit when it came out too, like the second time, the remaster, right? Yeah. Well, that's also why they remastered it because it was an excuse to sell it, right? Yeah. Like Spider-Man remastered. I, mean, I fell for it. I felt like I hundred percent of that game. I loved it. Yeah, and then Miles Morales came soon after, month, like a month after, two months after. Yeah. And now two baby. See, I just like if you haven't noticed, uh, we love single-player games that are like fully completed. <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, I forgot about this. Oh no, never mind. Never mind. Look, uh, that's not the wrong thing. Mine, oh yeah, the Minecraft game. Nobody cared about that. I'm looking real Legends? quick to see through the list to see if there's anything we're missing. Another Aliens game. No one cares about that. Uh, is there anything else? We love video games. Oh, I know. I know. Lots of my friends are hyped for Baldur's Gate, but I don't really care. Yeah. Uh, Starfield. Suicide I, Squad would have came out this year. Heard. Glad it oh <laughs> wait what the fuck that's not true what the day before is a release date remember the day before is that the fake game that's <laughs> the fake game yeah apparently has a release date now november 10th wow 2023 it's a real game <laughs> who fucking knows at this point <laughs> uh oh apparently a month ago on my birthday they, they announced a an open uh, not open. Uh, closed beta. Beta. I'm tired of like I'm tired of, because <laughs> like Diablo Four had the closed beta. I think Mortal Kombat has an upcoming beta. Like why? Why do they, why? Oh, I mean, and I that pissed me so, off like, about Mortal Kombat. You saw that too. They throw that in as a bonus on your pre-order. Yeah. Like it's like it like like the company's being nice to you by allowing you to do on the beta on the beta by paying yeah. for it. Like fuck you. Like that's yeah. That's not that's not. A that's benefit. Not how that should work. Yeah, it's not a it, benefit. Like a, a beta should be free. It's not a, an actual fucking game. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, <laughs> it it's a temporary thing that you like. It should be the time for the developers to like test their servers and fix out any of those fucking issues and just like you know have player base find bugs and stuff like that. Like the, I'm tired of this. Like oh no, our closed beta is like a exclusive period for those who pay for it like get the fuck out with that i'm so tired of this yeah it's annoying but yeah that's that's what we got for today (laughs) that's all we got for today baby let's 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 do the question real quick i have one pulled out here yeah sure i have two you can pick the one you want one or two um question one or two which one are you feeling today i mean we'll do this one have you ever had a nickname? What is it? You go first. Uh, I don't think so. 
I want to talk about this Other just than, because we talked about it kind of at the start. A little bit, yeah. Other yeah. than my friend, she used to call me by my full name. <laughs> your full legal name. My full legal name. Like your mom when she's mad at you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the other day, she was like, Matthew. And I like I turned to my dad and I was like, oh, the full name. Like, this is going to be important. <laughs> or I'm in trouble. But yeah, no. I, uh, do I have a nickname? I don't think so. I mean the F slur, but that's just you. I guess Matt's kind of a nickname, is it not? Is it? I don't know. Or like, I mean, I guess that's kind of the literal definition of a nickname, but like, yeah, I I, I consider it a nickname like calling someone glasses or something. Like you know. Okay, I well, mean? I never had any of that. People just shortened my name somehow. I yeah, and I feel like you hate that. People just called me eyes all the time. Ew. Yeah, Ew. I call yeah. you Izzy, and I know you hate that. Uh, people call me Isaac just to piss me off, too. Isaac, see that? Ju- no, that is too close to being wrong, <laughs> and I would never be wrong. So, I and would then call you of that. course, like, pe- like the people that I speak the devil tongue to, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they pronounce <laughs> they pronounce my uh, first name like in devil tongue. Just like to piss me off because it sounds you weird. Say, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or they say Isaac, but in French, or like Isaac. Ooh. That's, <laughs> even worse. Like that. that's the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> so, yeah. And they had like actual nicknames of like, hey, dum dum or glasses yeah. or yeah. badass or whatever. Oh, I mean, that's what you're saved as in my phone. <laughs> <laughs> that's lovingly. Well, B, who we've had on the pod before. My contact in her phone is Papa Spicy. Yeah. But yeah, nothing. Nothing. I mean, what are crazy. Wait, what are you right now? In my phone, like in on Facebook, your silly little guy with the blushing emoji. <laughs> with the what emoji? With the blushing emoji that I. Oh. Use. This one. You're fucking. <laughs> fuck <Sweet>. my hole. <laughs> <laughs> Fug my whole foil. F U G M A I H O I A L. Hell yeah, brother. That okay? That was because I like. <laughs> I think I sent you a crazy voice message like I do when I'm home alone. Matt goes full schizo when he's home alone, man. Oh yeah, we'll talk about that next week. <laughs> Are Not we? Really. I don't know because like what I just am crazy when I'm left alone. Yeah. That's the that's the moral of the story. That's <laughs> the moral of the story. Thanks right there. for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. I guess this is the end of the episode. Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. Uh, make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Make sure to leave us a rating. I guess on <laughs> all whenever you wherever you on, listen to on podcasts. Chatter and uh, give me a five star Uber rating. Yeah, that works too. I don't even have my license. (laughs) Wherever you can find us, we're probably on Uber Eats too. Who knows? Letterboxd, yeah. Uber Eats. Um, Matt's Grinder account. Hell yeah. Five stars. But if if you can't get a hold of me, you just know I'm playing Zelda. All right. I love you. Bye. Bye.